I also wanted to find where my heat level threshold was. Mm. So um, I, I pushed that level as far as I was comfortable. And then I thought, well, this is way too hot. I have to back it off because I wasn't writing erotica. But I had really pushed the limit on it. And when it won, the uh, publisher came back to me and said, we really like it. Can you make it hotter? Oh. Well, yes, I can. <laughs> you are in for a treat this episode. I hosted Steam Scenes for the first time ever live at the Fall in Love New England conference, and Lisa Olick was my guest. What an absolute blast to record in front of a live audience. I would do it again in a heartbeat. Even more exciting, my equipment worked. Huzzah! Lisa is the author of 10 romance novels, both in the contemporary and historical genres, with perhaps a touch of paranormal mixed in for flavor. She's a true hybrid author, using witty dialogue with a side order of sexy to bring to life her multifaceted, adventurous, smolding characters you'll not soon forget. She achieved the ranks of Amazon bestseller with her debut book in 2014 and was a 2018 Rita Award nominee for her book, Within a Captain's Soul, the final book in her Captains of the Scarlet Knight series. As an author, artist, justice of the peace, and aspiring beekeeper, Lisa finds true inspiration in the beauty and love that surround her, and she takes full credit that three homes on her quiet New England street now proudly fly a Jolly Roger from their flagpoles. It was an absolute delight talking to Lisa about pirate sex and sexy pirates, where her publishers draw the line on steam, and how she indeed has a naked male model on call. And I'm grateful Lisa agreed to participate in this wild, crazy idea of mine. An extra thank you to Suzanne Eglinton for putting on a smashing conference each year and saying yes to doing Steam Scenes Live. Hello, and welcome to Steam Scenes Live at Fall in Love, New England. This is the very first time I'm recording in front of a live audience. Everybody clap so we know you're here. Proof, proof you're here. I'm your host, El Greco, and joining me today for this crazy experience is Lisa Olick. Thank you, Lisa, for being here. I'm really excited. More applause, more applause. I mean, I feel like I need the applause sign, right? Like, have you ever been to, like, the TV tapings and they have the applause? I feel like I need that. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. Usually I read the bio. I know that we're, like, a little tight on time for this. So um, Lisa writes a lot of great books. Read them. Uh, (laughs) You have, but you have written a ton of books and... Just my um, you have written a ton of books, and you wrote contemporary before you went to pirate. So uh, technically, I was published in contemporary before pirate, but I really cut my teeth on my first pirate book. I it I wrote it for seven years. I made every mistake that you can ever make in any book I made on that book. But uh, tell um, me more. What, 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 <laughs> give me a mistake. What mistake did you make? I started the book in the wrong place. Um, like a hundred pages versus versus wrong place, um, uh, and I had a critique, uh, and she's like, "You started the book in the wrong place," and she's like, "Just put the bitch on the boat," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "But she has to." I'm dealing with a, a, a highborn woman in northern England, and she's got to get to the boat. She's like, "Just put the bitch on the boat." <laughs> And, but that's a hundred pages. She goes, well, you can use some of it later, but 
put her on the boat. So you put the bitch on the boat. I did. And what happened when the bitch got on the boat? Um, she was a stowaway. Okay. And, and um, yeah, she was, uh, she was everything that... She was all the bad luck. She she shouldn't have been on the boat to begin with. She was a redhead, which in pirate land is akin to, I don't know, some some horrible thing. But um. <laughs> okay, so wait, back up. Okay, back up. Back, back up. up. So <clears throat> this was the first book you wrote. Well, the first book I wrote is kind of like the first pancake you make, you should just throw it out and just keep going. <laughs> so that book will never see the light of day. It's under a bed somewhere collecting dust. But there were some really great scenes in it that I have cannibalized and put into other books. Okay. Um, then I wrote uh, my first pirate book. Um, and I just kept writing and learning my craft. And, and like I said, I, I worked on that book for seven years. And I started writing contemporary as well, and um, I wrote Picture Me Naked, and I submitted Picture Me Naked to two contests, one in Tampa, Florida, one in Houston, Texas. Same pages, same day, same everything. Um, Tampa hated it. I mean, like, hated it. Wait, wait, how do you know they hated it? Because um, one of the judges gave me a score of 30 out of 100 and told me I should throw it away and start over. Ooh. <laughs> she was brutal. She was brutal. And But Houston loved me. I mean, they loved me. One of the judges in Houston gave me 103 out of a score of 100 because she could give extra points for exceptional writing. Okay, wait a minute. Do you have any idea why there were such extreme reactions to this particular like like Tampa was like and the, but Houston was like bring it on. I can only imagine because I really don't know, but I think it's I think it was the sexual part. I think I think the folks in Tampa were a little bit more tight knit um, than Texas, but I have no idea. But because I won, and I won in Texas, um, and I uh, got before my publisher, and that's how I got published. Wow. So. Wow. Okay, so when you say it was maybe too sexy, it was too sexy for Tampa. <laughs> it was too <laughs> I don't know why to me that's we so funny. T-shirts for that. Too, too sexy, sexy for Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> like how sexy was it? Tell and us. It, and it's funny because when I wrote Picture Me Naked, um, a lot of times when it, when I was a, a baby writer and and was learning, um, like the book before Picture Me Naked, I had a real problem with POV. I kept head hopping. So mm -hmm. I wrote Picture Me Naked in one POV. Okay. Just as a just as a an exercise. And I also wanted to find where my heat level threshold was. Mm. So um I I pushed that level as far as I was comfortable. And then I thought, well, this is way too hot. I have to back it off because I wasn't writing erotica but I had really pushed the limit on it. And when it won, the um, publisher came back to me and said, we really like it, can you make it hotter? <laughs> well, yes, I can. <laughs> Funny you should ask. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I believe I still have that file. Um, and, and I said, so give me my parameters, 
what's my what's my perimeter? She goes, have you read erotica? And I said, yes. And she said, don't do that. Huh. So why did you why why did you pull back in the first place? Was because it, I didn't think they would publish it. So it was it wasn't about a comfort level for you. Right. It was it was about what, will the publisher pick this up? Is right. this gonna is right. this gonna fly? Right. To make it more saleable. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. But I was I was in the the swing of um, Fifty Shades when everything went hotter, and mm-hmm. so I got caught up in that. Okay. Um, and the publishers wanted hot. So, so why did you decide to do the contemporary ra- rather than the pirate? Like, like if you had, if you, you've been working Palette on... cleanser. I understand that, actually. Yeah. I'm slightly ADD. Oh, look, a chicken. Um, so <laughs> um, it, it gives my brain a break. Okay. There's a lot of research that goes into pirates. There's a lot of research that goes into historicals. If I don't have to... <laughs> you know, if I can just write, I, I, you know, it is, it is a palate cleanser for me. Okay. All right. Cool. Okay. So then you've always written high heat level, or was this in in the contemporary? This first contemporary was that the first time you actually wrote the sex scenes in, or were you writing it into that seven year? Oh no, I, I've always I've always written. Um, I, I like a good sex scene. I really mm-hmm. do. Um, uh, and. My theory is if you've waited 100 pages, it better be damn good mm. because you've waited 100 pages. And if I've done my job, I've built you up to you really want it to be good. Right. And um, if it makes my knees sweat, then hopefully it'll make yours. Yeah. So what, I mean, okay, so what makes your knees sweat? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I, I in in comparison to a lot of the erotica that I that's out there and that I've read you know I I do write very vanilla but I think it's hot right well I'm kind of curious too because you had a publisher that said I want you to write really hot and your line is here like the line on the sand is erotica and I'm kind of wondering what would have tipped that over uh word use uh situation use um I can't use toys um (gasps) I can allude to toys, but I can't use them. Okay, so we have we have a room full of a, a lot. Well, a room full of readers and a room full of uh, half half readers, half writers. I don't know. I assume we're reading writing romance. We're reading romance, so it's all readers, mm-hmm. some writers. Um, I had no idea that toys could tip you over into the erotic category. Yeah, and there's certain words. There's certain words I can't use. There's certain situations I can't use. Well, can't. <laughs> That's a loose can't. <laughs> can't. Air quotes. Can't. Air quotes. Can't. Um, and and I I. You know I don't I don't know that I would comfort be comfortable, uh, crossing over into erotica. But um, like I say, I take it right up to that line, and occasionally we'll just. Dip a toe over. So you you will you will you all you'll just kind of test it. You'll time. Has anybody like has feedback ever been like too dirty? Mm -mm. Never. mm, Nice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're learning how far we can go. (laughs) I think I think it's like anything. You know the you're given the rules. Right. The rules. And um, if you break the rules brilliantly, you get to break the rules. So okay. So this is this fascinating part of your bio is that you're also a justice of the peace i am 
So she marries people. I marry people. <laughs> it's perfect. It's the perfect side gig. It is the perfect side gig. And it's the perfect job because I step in 15 minutes before the ceremony. I'm not involved in any of the stress. I get to see the bride walk down the aisle. She stands right in front of me. And 20 minutes later, I'm like, can I have my check? Thank you very much. <laughs> I, got, I got married by a JP. Yep. And, um, well, I got married by Elvis. And then I got married by a JP. Because when you do it in Vegas, it's actually not legal. Um, Elvis cannot legally marry you. You need a JP. Um, and I got to tell you, I, I really dug it. It was like literally a five-minute gig. Yep. She was just in the back of the chapel. And she's like, you're all so happy. And it was so happy. And she was like, it, boom, you're it's married. The best, it's the best part. And, and um, I'm such a sucker for romance. That's why... I write mm -hmm. romance, um, and I watch my couple exchange their vows, and I watch them look at one another, yeah. and it's that's it for me. Oh. It's it's perfect. I love it's it. Perfect. I love it. So what a, what an awesome side hustle for a romance writer. Absolutely know, right. right? <laughs> that's so cool. But I keep like I ask every single one of my couples how how'd you meet? I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for a really good cute meet story. And they're lousy. They're horrible. Oh, we'll talk <laughs> after. I have a good one. I have a good one. I think mine is so romantic. <laughs> I married him after three weeks. Oh, there we go. Wow. Insta love is real. <laughs> so when somebody, when you write Insta love, and someone's like, "That's not real." Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> Twenty-one years. Wow! Congratulations. <laughs> So watch next week. I'll be like, I want a divorce. No, <laughs> no. So you're JPing. You're writing. You're you're writing. You're JPing. But did you always want to be a writer? <laughs> no. <laughs> In my other life, I'm a doctor, a neurosurgeon. Oh, no, what do you do? What, no, what was um, I am an artist first and foremost. Oh well, that makes sense now. And um, I had my own stained glass business for 25 <gasps> years. And, oh man. Um, I, okay, this is the weirdest story. Um, I was doing um, a self-course called The Artist's Way. Yes, I know it. Yes, 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 yes. And The Artist's Way, if anybody doesn't know it, it's about bringing more spirituality into your work. And it's a self, it's a self, it, they teach it in, in, at university as well, but, but you can do it on your own. And part of it is um, to nourish your creativity like you would nourish your body. And um, so part is you had to have a purposeful artist date every week. And it didn't need to involve a lot of time or a lot of money, um, but it needed to be purposeful. Yeah. So I saw this ad on community TV, because I live very close to a university, and it was a writing workshop, and it was called the Bad Girls Writing Workshop, and it was three hours, ten bucks, there's my artist date for the week. I had never been to a writing anything, anything. This was only 15 years ago. So, so. And seven of it was spent writing the pirate book. <laughs> So I went to this workshop completely oblivious of what to expect or what to do or anything. And um, it was actually a, a class on writing memoir. And huh. that if you told your story and you, were, you stayed true to your story, you were going to piss somebody off and be the bad girl. 
hence the name of the hence the name of the workshop and she's throwing out these little five minute prompts you know when was the last time you felt this write that and five minutes later she'd throw out another prompt and her prompt was um that there are certain times in your life where everything makes sense and everything becomes and everything comes into focus write that and I had recently lost my father, and I wrote about the night he had his stroke. Mm. Now, my father was not a very nice man, and, but we were all there. And I realized that when it was my turn to go in to see him, that I was still afraid to be in the room with him. Oh my God. So I wrote this. This is this was what I wrote. And she stopped the class and she said, okay, we're gonna take a break. And when we get back, we're all going to share. <gasps> that was my reaction as well. That's, why, that's just why I don't go to writing classes because I don't like the share part. I had, I had a full sweat panic attack and there were six people in the room and I sat way in the back and I couldn't get to the door without you know, <laughs> I couldn't inconspicuously. You leave. couldn't sneak out. You I could, could like, not you were, sneak you out. You were like, you had to. I was there. Fox. So, yes. <laughs> and so I read what I had written, and um, I, by the end of it, I was crying. I looked up. Everyone in the room was crying, and the instructor came up to me after, and she said, um, "You need to keep doing this." Mm. And I said. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm an artist. Have you ever heard of the artist way? That's artist. why I'm here. Yes. I am here on a whim. Right. I just, you know, thank I'm you, here. but no. And um, she, uh, she was a Brit, and she had the most delightful accent. She said, um, I don't bullshit people, you know. I said, I, I, I wouldn't ever say that, <laughs> ever. And um, I said, truly, I'm, I'm not a writer. I have... I, I don't know anything. And I said, I don't even know where the commas go. She said, <laughs> fuck it, that's what your editor's for. <laughs> <laughs> and three of the other six people in the room after asked me to join their writer's group. Amazing. I'm like, you realize I'm, I'm not a writer. <laughs> I'm not a writer. <laughs> I mean, did you, did you like enjoy writing classes when you were in school? No. Or, no you hated them. Hated them. This is so fascinating. So, yeah. so um, I, I went to this writer's group, and um, what I had written in that workshop was so emotionally driven. Mm -hmm. And um, I wasn't the type of person, I never wanted to be the type of person to open a vein and bleed all over a page. And that wasn't who I was. Right, right. Let's see if they think I can write funny. So I wrote <laughs> in about... Five seconds, I sat down and wrote this thing about Cinderella and how she discovered Prince Charming had a foot fetish. And, um, <laughs> and she hawked her tiara and ball gown and started FGM Inc. Fairy Godmothers Incorporated and that gave low interest loans to other female entrepreneurs. And I went through the entire list of princesses and how their princes had not measured up to what they imagined. Please tell me this exists somewhere where people oh, can read it. It does like, not. It's, it's in that in box the thing under, under the, the bed. Because I would read the <laughs> shit out of this. I don't know. Would, I, would you guys read the shit? I would totally read the shit out of that. 
and how, you know, like um, Sleeping Beauty discovered um, that uh, her prince preferred her motionless and half, bed in, half dead in bed. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't, yeah, okay. Um, you know, even the princess uh, with the mother-in-law with all, the, the, all those crazy peas, she's now mattress queen in seven states. And I just... <laughs> I took each of the princesses and I went through and I took it to the group and they went nuts. They, they went nuts. So I'm like, okay, I can write funny. So I started doing shorts, I started doing memoir, and then I heard of this crazy thing called NaNoWriMo, uh, National Novel Writers Month. Yeah. And it starts on November 1st. I heard about it on Halloween night at quarter of 10. <laughs> and I thought, why not? Let, let's try this. Let's I'm not doing this. anything anyway for November. <laughs> like, wow. Can and I ask you, at, at what point, because you said you hated writing in school, and at what point, obviously, you must enjoy it now because you do it. Like, at what point did that shift for you where you went from this is a chore to this is something I love? It was, it was honestly the, the instructor of that workshop seeing something in me that I did not see myself. Mm. And I remember saying to my husband, what have I got to lose here? Right. Truly, what have I got to lose? Let's see, if she thinks I can do this, let's see if I can do this. Mm. And here we are, here we are. I'm, I'm working on my 15th book and um, I love it. And uh, when, I, when I started writing novel length, um, this amazing thing happened. Um, I get into the zone, yeah. and especially doing uh, National Novel Writers Month, because you're, it's a marathon, right. and you have to get in the zone, otherwise you're never going to finish. But, and then I let it cool off. I sit it on a shelf for a couple months, and when I go back, I'm surprised. I don't remember writing some mm, of it. Interesting. And it's always the best parts. Yeah. And every book I've ever written... Um, it's very cliche, but this, the characters take over. Mm -hmm. And they surprise me. Yeah. They will take a left turn where I didn't expect a turn to happen. And I'm sitting there at the keyboard. I'm writing this, but I'm surprised. Yeah. So I, and that, to me, tells me that the muse has shown up, and here's your magic. Right, right. Do you no. plot? <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> High five! <laughs> No, no. I have a basic idea. Generally, um, I at least know one of my characters before I jump into the pool. Mm -hmm. But um, I know basically where we're going. I just don't know how we're going to get there. So for this first nano, just to jump all over the place, yep. um, how many words did you get down that month? What, do you remember what your first word count was on that one? I hit 50. You did hit the 50. I hit 50. And... Um, uh, I wrote it, and I was liking it. It was like, okay, this doesn't suck. This is okay. <laughs> but I ran out of story mm. around 42. Ooh, so close. So close. <gasps> and I was brain fried. I was, I was sparks. They were just off the ends of my hair. I was so fried. And I'm like, I'm never going to make it. I'm never going to make it because I've run out of story. And, and, you know, we're talking, you know, that's a lot of words. I can't just plump up. <laughs> You know, some descriptions, <laughs> you know, I can write, fuck, you know, 80,000 times, but, you know, it, it's not going to work. So um, um, I went to bed. I, it was two in the morning, and I went to bed, 
and at 5 a.m. I bolted straight up, scared my husband half to death, and I went, Apolog! And I ran downstairs. <laughs> I ran downstairs, and by 8 o'clock, it was done. Oh man! Yeah, extraordinary. Okay, yeah. was this the this was was this the first pirate book? Nope, this was the first book. Um, it was a contemporary. Like I said, it'll never see the light of day because it. Now I know how bad it is. What, did you write? <laughs> did you write open door sex scenes in this one? Yeah. Okay, I did. Okay, so I'm guessing you were probably a romance reader. Yes. Okay, all right. And so there was no question, you were always going to write in this genre. If you're writing, you're writing romance. Well, I, I write romance because it has a happy ending. I, yeah. You know, that's just what I want. Yeah. And, and, you know, you've been with your husband 21 years, I've been with mine 41. Wow. And he's my best friend, and he's why I write romance. Oh. All right, so I'm curious. Um, I'm curious about a lot of things. Uh, is there a difference between writing the sex scenes for the contemporaries versus writing the pirate sex scenes? Yep. <laughs> Tell me more. Um, first off, um, sex scenes for me are, are very difficult. They are. Do, do they you are. Do, do you does it slow your word count? Because it seems like oh, yeah. you have a massive. Your output is extraordinary, and if you can write eight thousand words in three hours, be like done. <laughs> Haven't even had my coffee yet. I'm like okay, that's amazing. So so does it slow you down when you get there? Oh yeah. What are you struggling with? Um, do you think there's so much that goes into those scenes? Mm -hmm. There's so much. You're not. It's not just the mechanics, it, ever. It's it's all the emotion. It's it's your characters coming together for the first time, um, but they're also bringing all their baggage. They're bringing all their past relationships. They're bringing all their um, you know. Uh, do they have body issues? You know, and that's one of the things. How does my character feel standing naked in this room? Ooh, oh, oh, that's a good question to ask. Right. That is a really good question to ask. Right. Because, I mean, picture me naked. I took um, a nudist and threw him in with a woman who had serious body issues. Mm. It was so dark in the room, he couldn't find the bed. <laughs> wow. Okay, so how does this character feel standing naked in this room? And so you bring all of that into that scene so there's so much yeah. and then i feel i am so limited in words this is a hand these are fingers there's yeah. not another word for that that's sexy right you know digits is not a sexy word <laughs> <laughs> it's not and you can only use hand and fingers so many times yeah, yeah. on a page so it it i I can write a book in a month, but it takes me seven days to write a sex scene. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because it really does slow me down. Wow. Wow. But I think sex should be slow anyway, don't you? <laughs> well, it depends. <laughs> I don't write quickies. Let's put it that way. <laughs> quickies can be really great. They can be. <laughs> Fan of the quickie. I got a lot going on. Let's go. Go. 
but back to your question, I mean, contemporary versus historical. Contemporary, I'm always dealing with a condom. Yep. Um, which, you know, like in real life, you know, throws you off the <laughs> off the track a little bit. Um, historicals, I'm dealing with virgins, unless I have a really good excuse for her not to be a virgin. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, because a woman's value was so tied up yeah. with their virtue. Um, there's only so many w different scenarios that I can paint that um, she's not a virgin. So I'm, I'm, I'm always curious with historical writers how you kind of reckon that because you have your characters unless you're writing that sort of, you know, marriage of convenience and then they fall in love or, right, right. you know, whatever it is, like right. you are having this sort of sex out of wedlock thing. So how do you... How do you kind of reckon with that as a writer, with that issue in terms of histor the historical um, most of moment? Mo um, well, it, it depends on the story. Um, it depends on the character. But, um, you know, it, it, and it's funny, my first, the, the first pirate book, um, because all the romance novels I read, you know, back in the 80s. <laughs> First off, they started with rape scenes, yeah, most of the time, they which did. were horrible. Yeah, and second, um, what always irked me was the fact that the virgin hit the moon at, on the first shot, and I'm like, no, this mm. is not reality. Yes, I understand romance novels, you know, aren't reality. However, um, it always bothered me. Yeah. So when I got to write one, she didn't. And my editor sent it back three times. And she said, we see where he is uh, found completion, but we're not seeing her. I'm like, yep, no. So you, st you stuck to your, you dug in on that. I did. You did, okay. I did, I, so three okay. times. I said, don't get me wrong, she had a good time, and she's a really quick learner, but mm. no, she did not. <laughs> she did not. And they did not force, they weren't like, well, we're not going to, like, you were. Yeah, they, they didn't force me. And that, that does shift the reader expectation a bit, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of curious, was there ever a response to that, good, good or ill, you know? No, no, no just no response no whatsoever. Response. No response. That's really interesting. So, but yeah, it, it came back at me three times. And I thought it was very funny because I didn't explain the mm -hmm. first two times I didn't explain. Right. Like, yeah, well, she, wait, she didn't climax. No, no, <laughs> no. Correct. You're you're correct. She did. <laughs> you didn't imagine that she <laughs> did not climax. She did, no. She's like, I've read back, and then she didn't. I'm like, no, she did. She didn't. So. <laughs> and then I had to explain because you know, obviously, they were going to keep right pushing the point right. in the pun and do you continue to put that element in your books and th th that element of realism that we don't always climb women don't always climax when they have sex right and you know um sometimes a lousy uh encounter right is funny Yes. It can be funny. <laughs> yes, yes, it can be. <laughs> it can be funny. So, you know, I think you should use it all. I really do. Yeah. Um, and, um, I mean, I absolutely loathe writing virgin sex scenes. I just, really? I hate them, yeah. So then how do you, how do you, are, I mean, you're writing them, obviously. You are writing them. <laughs> what do you dislike about them? Just the whole, whole business of it. And, and, um, 
you know, having it having it uh, be realistic, and yet, um, uh, you know having her have a good time well see i mean i think that's my question right like mm -hmm. has anybody lost their virginity and actually was like wow that was great i actually <laughs> did a workshop in maine and you know stood up with my opinion that you know women don't hit the moon on the first shot and i had a woman say oh i did i'm like well bravo <laughs> <laughs> we are not worthy because <laughs> But I, it, you know, again, it depends on the character. Um, you know, I've had characters that I've had um, do a lot of um, self exploration mm -hmm, mm -hmm. first. That's true. Yep. So, um, and that are less um, uptight about sex, mm -hmm. um, that, you know, go into it a little bit uh, easier. Right. Um, but, you know, for the most part, um, and I have written some sex scenes where, um, I know one in particular that that she had a good time. <laughs> she had a real good time. So, but like, this character deserves to have a good time, yeah, and damn does. it, she is gonna have a good time. She was a pirate. She really uh, she needed was to. A pirate. Okay, so you do write because this is this is the thing I lo I love it when you get a book that kind of revert like it upends your expectations. Like I want to I want to read about a woman pirate. That, there were women and there pirates. were women pirates. Yes, back in the day, the like, most successful, most brutal pirate in history was a woman. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Her name. Her name was Chin Shi. She sailed in the South China Seas. Um, she was saved from prostitution by her husband. Okay. Um, he had a fleet of two thousand ships. He died in battle three years later. She literally put on his armor and took over his fleet. And by the time uh, she had three separate countries that were trying to stop her because she was so powerful and wreaking such havoc, by the end she had over 8,000 ships. She had 80,000 men under her command. Amazing. She was brutal. She was fierce. She wore two twin scimitars, and if she didn't like you, she would just take your head off, literally. I need to read more about this she character. Is, she, she was brilliant. I based my fifth uh, Captains of the Scarlet Knight heroine on, on her. her. Amazing. Um, but she was. She was She was the biggest, baddest, most successful pirate in history. And um, uh, China came to her and said, how do we get you to stop? How do we how do we stop an you? entire country? <laughs> an entire country. A woman brought an entire country to its knees. <laughs> she her, her fleet was bigger than theirs. Incredible. And, like how do we stop you? And she said, "All my men go free." So out of eighty thousand, they hung maybe two hundred. Not bad. Yep. She said, "I keep every penny. <laughs> <laughs> I keep every penny, and you leave me alone." Excellent. And she um, bought an island off of Canton. She married her first mate. She opened a brothel and a gambling house and lived into her 60s. She is my hero. <laughs> she is my hero. She's amazing. She's an amazing character. See that movie. Yeah. I know. I would yeah. see that movie. I absolutely would watch the shit out probably 17 times in a row. <laughs> so I took her and I threw in... Um, I have a character that I love, I absolutely adore. Um, I raised him from a pup. He, uh, <laughs> he, 
He came into the second book in the series as a child because okay. there were children on pirate ships as yeah. well. Um, but he was deaf. Mm-hmm. And um, I raised him to be a captain and um, use his disability as a as a uh, a positive thing. Right, right. And you know, you you tell somebody, oh, I have a deaf pirate captain. They're like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> but he cut his teeth on the rigging, and he you know learned how to fight, and he's brilliant, and he has dreads, and he's gorgeous, and. Uh. Um, <laughs> He's hot. So I took that heroine and I threw, I literally threw him on her shore. Amazing. I love that. Okay. We wouldn't be steam scenes without a steamy scene. So I, we have a bit from the pirate war white. Can you set this up for us? Where are we in this scene? Where are we in this scene? I don't know. We're in a we're in a bedroom. <laughs> we're in a bedroom. We're in a bedroom. Um, my heroine is the daughter of my first pirate couple. Um, she has she has decided that um, she's going to uh, uh, chase her destiny in becoming a pirate, and uh, this is a. Uh, my heroine has broken her heart before, and um, she's now kind of come into her own, um, and this is their first sex scene. Okay. I'm curious, why did you pick this one? I liked it. It's <laughs> <laughs> reason enough for me. Um, let me see. Okay. I'm going to start. I start a little bit later down, so. <clears throat> oh my God, room full of people. Okay. <laughs> Alicia unbuttoned her breeches in a maddening rush before lifting her shirt over her head and tossing it among the growing pile of garments littering the floor. Richard stopped, his gaze lowered to admire her breasts. She could almost feel his stare caressing caressing them. Her nipples tightened. A quick flash of modesty had her covering herself, but Richard wasn't having any of it. He shook his head slowly and held out a hand to her. When she took it, he pulled her gently to he pulled her gently to her feet. He was beautiful in the soft haze of light. A sprinkling of fair hair across his chest caught the lantern's glow and turned golden. He was leaner than she expected. The plane of his abdomen reminded her of the ribbed sand on the beach after the tide. I loved that. I loved that. I read that like 16 times. Like, no lie. I was like, oh my God. Brushing her braid back over her shoulder, Richard trailed a single fingertip along her collarbone and down the valley between her breasts and, and to hook into the waistband of her breeches. You're beautiful. I was thinking the same about you. She smoothed her hand over his chest. The crisp hair tickled her palm. His gaze never left hers as he gave her waistband a playful tug. Take off these damnable trousers. Alicia mimicked his action, yanking at the waist of his breeches in response. You first. And he did. Having never seen Parker naked before, he took her in the dark garden. She had, before he took her in the dark garden, she had nothing to compare. But Richard was far larger than the Greek statues she'd seen drawn in her mother's arts her mother's art books. Of course, those depicted in stone were obviously flaccid, and Richard standing before her in flesh and bone was so obviously not. 
Are you going to take them off or shall I tear them off myself? Alicia fumbled with the twin row of buttons holding the front flap before pushing the waistband down. The fabric hugged the swell of her thighs and buttocks so tightly and the day had been close and, and the day had been close and warm. Unlike Richard's, it took a bit of time and maneuvering to shed them. I actually love that you did that. It's like, you know, you take a shower and then you put your clothes on and you're like, this fit yesterday, I don't understand. <laughs> At one point, she turned her back to shimmy, shimmy them down over her legs, only to hear a strangled moan from Richard behind her. Skirts are so much quicker, she teased over her shoulder, <laughs> kicking them away. Alicia straightened, took a steadying breath, and turned around. Richard's gaze swept her from top to toe and back. The only sound in the room was the rising cadence of her breathing and the pulsing of her heartbeat in her ears. Surely he could hear her heart trying to beat its way from beneath her ribs. Alicia teased the leathered tie on the end of her hair before removing it and unplating her unruly braid. Running her fingers along her scalp, she gave her hair a quick shake. Richard groaned again, God help me, Alicia, are you trying to kill me? God help us, Lisa, are you trying to kill us? <laughs> the pacing, the pacing, God, the pacing. It is so languid and slow and sexy. And like, this is, you know, this is a good chunk of text. And are we naked yet? Like, not, yeah. like, we are, we are, we are just. but just barely, like, just. <laughs> Like there's still like she still has to take the thing out of her hair, you know. Like, so I'm, I, I, this is this takes a lot of patience as a writer, I think, because mm -hmm. I'm 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 a little bit of the I want to get to the good shit, mm -hmm. like I'm going like, but this is the good shit. Like let's face it, this is the good shit. This is why we write what we write. Mm -hmm. So I know that you say you have a hard time writing these. Mm -hmm. Do do you? I'm I guess I'm kind of wondering like what the structure is there for you. Do you write the cock and hole and then add this in or are you are you or is this just is this where you're going like is this all coming out as you're going as you're writing or do the mechanics I guess first I don't do the mechanics first I really I, I um it's funny my process generally is I I drop in my dialogue first okay I hear dialogue first um and so I'll put that in and then I build around that so, um, and, and this, this one, um, she is not a virgin. Um, she, the, the Parker reference yes, to the, the Parker. Parker. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Richard had just broken her heart prior and um, she needed to prove to herself that she was desirable and teased a man during a dinner party and ended up in the garden with him. And um, he basically took her over a garden bench in some blind little fumble. Um, and that's how she lost her virginity. So um, uh, so I didn't have to deal with a, a version. Uh, I did in that scene, but Yeah, I was going to say, was one, that on the page? You wrote that into the, the book. Page. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, no, I, I generally write a sex scene, you know. Wow start to finish wow so. amazing okay um so obviously we were in alicia's point of view and then you swapped the point of view mm -hmm. and now we're going to be in richard's alicia stood before him more stunning than he ever imagined richard watched the words tumble from her lips their effect was like a jolt to his chest i 
I love you as well. Damn it. He stammered like a green buck. What was wrong with him? He wanted to pull her into his arms, but as he reached for her, he hesitated, as if touching her would shatter the illusion like glass. Was he trapped within a dream? She was close enough to smell the sweetness of her skin, see the flecks of gold in her eyes. God, what was wrong with him? He was a confirmed rake, a rogue. He'd had dozens of women. Why did the sight of this one make him feel like a fumbling novice? Because you're in love. (laughs) Because it was her, Alicia, because she was offering him everything he wanted, everything he desired, because he had allowed himself to believe he'd never have her and had purposely blocked this possibility from his mind, but never from his heart. And here she was, naked, glorious, presenting herself to him, proclaiming her love for him, and all he had to do was reach out and take her. So, this was amazing. Like, I loved this. Like, I was just like, oh, Richard. You know, and I'm like, confirm, rake my ass. He's a romantic. The way you write their internal lives is really spectacular. Thank you. And and I'm always like I'm info dumping. Like <laughs> so I'm like how do you, how do you make sure that that's not happening? Because that's totally not what's happening. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Here I come asking the hard questions. <laughs> um, I just you know I I, um, I I joke that that I am an estrogen island. I, I have um, I have three brothers, no sisters, two sons, no daughters. So I know men. Mm. I know men, and I I'd like to think that I I write men well because I I've been scraping testosterone off the walls for years. Um, but uh, <laughs> so I think I I. I I, I'd like to know. I, I'd like to believe I know how they think, and, right. and um, so it's it's uh, easy to kind of slip my feet in their shoes. And, Amazing. Yeah. All right. I have a question for the audience. I've got I've got one. We've got like five minutes left, and I've got one little bit that I can read. Or if do you guys have questions though? Because if you have questions, I'd love to. We're here and take them. If you have a question, or would you rather have me read something a little dirty? Some dirty. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Oh, God. <laughs> she writhed against him. Alicia lost herself to her passion. She tugged at his hair and held him to her breast. The muscles of her sheath clenched about his fingers as she opened her legs even wider for him. She was magnificent. Each touch meant met with a heated reply, a sigh or a moan, or an arching of her back, a roll of her hips, an upward press against his penetrating presses. Please, she panted and tried to move him into position. Richard raised above her and relished the beauty of her face in the throes of passion. His slick fingers withdrew to swirl over her swollen flesh, faster and faster still her, until her climax was upon her. Then in one swift move, he settled between her quivering thighs and pushed into the tightness of her. She gasped as he drove himself as deep as he could. You guys are happy that, I, that you picked this, I know. <laughs> Alicia's nails raked at his back and clutched at his buttocks as he withdrew and plunged into her again and again and again. 
Richard could feel the building of his own release. He cursed himself, wanting to make it last, wanting to lose himself in her body and in this moment forever. But when Alicia bucked underneath him, crying out his names, the walls of her vagina clutching at his cock, he lost the last thread of his control. He pumped into her again, stronger, thrusting his hips forward, driving her deeper and harder, until at last his body poured his hot seed into her in pulsed release as his world ignited in a flash of color and spark. Richard dropped his head to her shoulder, still joined with her. His body reverberated with the aftershocks of his release. His arms trembled with the effort of holding his body over hers. Dear God, Alicia's hand released her, her grasp on his hip and dropped to the mattress. I just, I don't, I don't know. Lifting his head, he met her gaze, kissed her before pulling out and collapsing into the tight space beside her. What didn't you know? That it, it could be like that, she sighed and closed her eyes. The warm musk of sex surrounded them. Sweat glistened on their skin. Her, her cum shimmered on his cock. He wanted her to explain. He wanted to ask about that man who had taken her first. What, what it had been like. He had pleasured her as well? But as the questions burned in his brain, he didn't want to know. Don't ask. Is it always so explosive? <laughs> he, let his, he let his head fall back. Or so bloody fast? <laughs> I've had faster, she murmured. <laughs> Don't ask. This was, you were, she rolled onto her side and ran a hand across his chest. Perfect. That was perfect. That was really great. And you know what I really love about this? That I, I, I know I need to be more conscious of, like, you know, men are sensitive too. And men question... They're uh, everything about you know was it any good did the my partner have a good time was this like and so you kind of see that insecurity and I love being able to see that insecurity because even though he he's a self-professed rogue and rake and all of those things is he really because I don't think he would care about was I any good <laughs> was I too fast he cares, what, he cares what she thinks yeah he cares what she thinks and so it's like yeah Richard you met the one <laughs> You met the one. Um, Lisa, thank you so much for doing this. This was fun. You're like, I broke my cherry with you, so I really appreciate it. <laughs> and oh my God, actually, <laughs> I broke my cherry with all of you too. There you go. So technically, this is a reverse-ish, reverse harem. It, no, no, is it reverse? I don't know. We have a harem full of women, and it was delightful. We they, all came together. We all <laughs> came together. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for being here. Thank you. Wasn't that a freaking blast? Oh, my God. So fun. Thank you so much, Fall in Love New England, for letting us do Steam Scenes Live. And thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review this podcast. It helps other romance lovers discover the show. And join us next time when Harper Michaels is on the steam seat. Bye for now. <laughs>